Matthew chapter 27. If you men could join me up here, thank you so much. Matthew chapter 27, verse number 62, as you're making your way back to your seat. What an honor that it is to be among the people of God in the house of the Lord. Amen. Thank God for that. Give God praise to be here. I kind of felt like a turtle on top of a pole. You ever seen a turtle on top of the pole? You know, one thing, he didn't get up there by himself. Somebody picked him up and put him on top of that pole. Amen. But all the way I feel that way, I'm going to kick and I'm going to try to move. I'm going to try to do everything I can on top of that pole to get the will of the Holy Ghost done here tonight. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the joy of the Lord? Aren't you glad you can put a smile on your face in the house of God? Amen. Give honor to this church and to all the men of God that has preceded me. Love each and every one of you very, very much. So thankful for y'all. And um, so glad my bishop is here. My pastor, Bishop Sharp, love him very, very much. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank God for a man of God in your life. Amen. And Pastor Jason, his son, did a tremendous job. And, and my family, my wife, and my boy has been a student all week. In case you don't know who he is, he looks like me. He's just a little taller. Amen. It's like a good bull. you got to stamp your calves. you got to make sure they look just like you. Amen. I don't think everybody got that, but it just is what it is. Hallelujah. Amen. So it's such an honor to be here and to Calvary. Thank you so much. Amen. I'm privileged to be able to say thank God for Calvary and that. Thank God for the Calvary that Jesus paid the price for us. But thank God for Calvary where I attend church. So Calvary, I love you. Thank you for being here. Amen. God bless you. Amen. I do feel a strong word tonight in my heart for this congregation. And I have no doubt that the Holy Ghost is going to meet us and do a marvelous work among us. Have you enjoyed your week? What impartation, the men of God, the ministry. Amen. Give God thanks for what he's doing among his people and give him high honor. Matthew chapter 27 and verse number 62. Matthew chapter number 27 and verse number 62. I do want to say that um, some of these young men that's ministered this week, my wife told me to quit saying I was a young man, so I'll have to say some of these young men that's ministered because the 40's coming, November's coming, hallelujah. And some of them haven't been able to be around, and this week is just an honor to be around them. And also, Brother Cody Marks, good friend of mine. I've never been teamed up with him in any venue at all. It was just an honor to be around you, sir. Thank you so much for your friendship and your ministry. It's been such a tremendous blessing to my family. Amen. Matthew chapter 27 and verse 62, it is my prayer tonight that I can say something to help somebody in this house. Amen. Verse 62. The Bible said, Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said, as if, the words of Jesus haunted them. While he was yet alive, after three days I will rise again. Command therefore that the sepulcher be made sure, or literally secure it, 
to make safe from tampering. Make it sure until the third day. Lest his disciples come by night and steal him away. And say unto the people, he is risen from the dead. So that the last error or the last deception of his word shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, you have a watch, or literally you have a guard that some say was made of Roman soldiers, approximately 50 people that would guard and protect and make sure that what was on the inside would stay on the inside of the tomb. He said, guard it. You have a watch. Go your way and make it as sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone. Everybody say, sealing the stone. Meaning they would stretch a cord across the opening of where that stone was placed over the opening of that grave. And they would put a lump of clay stamped on one side and a lump of clay stamped on the other side. Kind of like what you did with your brothers and sisters where you would booby trap the door, making sure that no one would tamper or mess with whatever you was trying to hide from your little sister. Seal the stone and setting a watch. Mark chapter number 16 and verse 3. Reading here, and then I'll give you my title, and then we'll, we'll, we'll roll into this tonight. Mark chapter number 16 and verse number 3. Herein lies the question that I feel that the spirit of you and your generation is projecting to the church. And they said among themselves, Who shall roll us away the stone? Who shall roll us away the stone? Who shall roll us away the stone? Tonight, I've come to preach to this congregation. Your last day of lockdown. Your last day of lockdown. I believe the Holy Ghost is going to help us here tonight. You throw your hands up in the air when you pray one more time with authority. Reach up into the heavens right now in the Holy Ghost. Yes, God. Come on, I want you to pray like you believe today is your last day to be locked down. Come on, I'm not talking about physical, I'm talking about spiritual. I want you to lift your voice like you believe with all of your heart. That tonight, tonight is going to be the night where you're coming up out of your grave. Tonight is going to be your night where you're coming up. Whatever's held you back is about to be removed by the power of the Holy Ghost. One more time, shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph.
God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. He didn't have to, but he did. He didn't have to suffer, but he did. He didn't have to leave the splendor and the glory of heaven to robe himself in flesh, but he did. He He didn't have to get blood to shed, but he did. He didn't have to pay the price for you and you and me, but thank God that he did. Hallelujah. Amen. I know a lot of men that would like to beat God, but thank God that he became a man and got blood to shed for you and I. He didn't have to be the ransom for many, but he became the ransom for many. He didn't have to become the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, but thank God he did. He paid the price. I hear the words of Isaiah. Isaiah ringing in my ears right now. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by and by his stripes ye were healed. He didn't have to take the stripes, but he did. He didn't have to take the spitting, but he did. He didn't have to feel the pain of the bruises, but he did. His visage was marred and bloodied beyond unrecognizing who he was. But Jesus did it for you. He did it for your addiction. He did it for your past. He did it for your present. He did it for your future. If you're glad for the blood of Jesus, won't you stand to your feet and thank God for the blood? Come on, thank him for the blood. You wouldn't be here without the blood. And so I tell hell tonight, the blood of Jesus is against you. Devil, get your hands off this generation. We have, there's more to us than meets the eye. We've been washed in his name. We've been filled with the Holy Ghost. We have the blood applied to our lives. He made the purchase. He didn't have to pay the price. Nobody took his life. He said of himself, he said, I laid down my life. He did it just for you. You don't have to now because of what he did. He purchased you away from addiction. He purchased you away from pornography. He purchased you away from perversion. He paid the price. He paid... Maybe it's too old-fashioned to preach about Calvary. Maybe it's too old-fashioned to preach about the blood. But I'm so glad he became what he wasn't so I can become what I'm. I'm so glad he paid the price for me. I wish I had about five people that would scream the top of their lungs. He did it just for me. Woo! 
when the devil says you're not worthy and you can't get better and you can't get beyond, you ought to scream to the top of your lungs. You came too late because Jesus, he already did it for me. First Peter chapter 1 and 18 for as much as you know you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain communications or conversations received by the tradition of your fathers but with but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot let me arise to this sacred desk on this Friday night and tell you that Jesus did die he did do it just for you I believe in Calvary I believe in the cross and when he was died he was buried in a tomb and it was there that Joseph begged for the body of Jesus Christ he went to Pilate and begged for that body Joseph took Jesus he took care of that body I wonder what happened the apostolic church we start taking care of the body he took care of the body he wrapped it in a linen cloth he put it in his own tomb I don't know about you but when I made my tomb that's been hewn out just to fit me I'm not willing to give up my tomb for somebody else because tomb is something you give away. But evidently there was something in Joseph uh, that although they said uh, of Jesus that the deceiver had said, uh, there was something in Joseph that knew uh, he was no deceiver, but he was the truth. Uh, and he said, I don't have a problem with you borrowing my tomb for a couple of days. I know it was made just for me, uh, but you can borrow it for a few days. So he laid him in that old noon tomb and he put him in that burial chamber and he put him in there. And our text says that the chief priest and the Pharisees came together unto Pilate. They complimented him with the title of Sir. And they told him, we remembered what the deceiver hath said, that in three days he would rise again. And evidently the words of the Messiah was resonating into their ears. They was worried about him coming up out of that grave. He was worried about him making a resurrection exit. They were worried about his words coming to pass. I hear the Old Testament verse say in heaven and earth shall pass away but my words shall never pass away. The grass withereth and the flower fadeth thereof but the word of our God shall the word of our Woo! So it was what he said. They wanted to prove his voice wrong. And so they said to Pilate, let us have a watch. Let us make sure to lock him down. Let us make sure to keep him in the grave. Let us make sure there is no exit. He stays there dead and lifeless in darkness and he never comes out of that tomb and so they got together with Pilate saying let us secure it 
and let us seal it. Let us make sure that nobody comes along and has the ability to roll the stone out of the way because we want to keep what's in there in. We don't want it to come out. We don't want it to exit. We don't want it to have its true course or the truth to come to pass. You see, the devil don't want you to ever say, I will get back up and I will come up out of this. I will get through this. Somebody, I know it's simple, but you need to start taking the, the apostrophe T off the word can't and just start saying, I can do, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. So if the grave were his prison, they wanted the door locked and bolted. In other words, we couldn't control him while he's alive. So I want to contain him now that he's dead. See, if the devil can't control you, the next best thing he'll do is try to contain you. God, I feel the help of the Holy Ghost right now. He it's time we quit letting the voices of this world they know they can't control us and so social media comes along and it seals the door it wants to keep us on the inside I tell you what it's doing it's trying to silence your mouth it's trying to shut you up it's trying to lock you down but I've come to preach tonight I've come to tell somebody tonight that tonight is your last day of lockdown I'm telling the spirit of religiosity. I'm telling the spirit of our age that you're worried about the last error being worse than the first. But it's fixing to flip on you. And it's fixing to come back to you because we're fixing to come up out of our grave. We're fixing to come up out of the things that have held us back and that have held us where we are. They can't control you, so they're going to try to contain you. But God is so amazing because all God needs to do is just send one angel. And it's amazing to me that when you read this verse that it's that God sends the angel. Everybody say the angel. He sends the angel to come and just roll the stone away. See, there's not enough seals. There's not enough security. There's not enough things to keep you in your grave. All God needs. He don't need a lot of stuff. He just needs one angel. I wish somebody would know where I'm going right now. He just needs one angel to come along and just kind of roll the stone away. At his death, the rocks were rent and broken. But at his resurrection, a stone was just rolled away. You know why? Because Jesus never breaks what he borrows. I kind of like it. I don't know if you got the deal or not. But when he died, Brother Marks, the rocks were rent. But when he rose again on that third day, when the stone was rolled away, it was just rolled away. And we find the stone with the angel just sitting on the stone. And God saying, hey, when I died, I made me more praisers. Because if you won't praise me, the rocks are going to cry out. But when I'm resurrection, I'm just going to roll the stone away. Because I ain't going to break. I just borrowed that too. I just borrowed that tomb. I'm just going to roll that stone away. 
I wish somebody just say, yeah! yeah! All of this was to prevent a resurrection. It was preventing that voice from coming out of that grave saying, I'm still here and I'm still alive. When that angel rolled that stone away, it broke that seal. It literally broke that seal. The angel of the Lord descended and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set upon it. You see, God has given everybody in this house a messenger angel called your pastor. Hey, old Daniel. There's a decree, Daniel. We don't want you praying. We want, we want you not to pray and not to open your mouth. And so what they couldn't control, Daniel, so what'd they do? They contained him. I'm gonna put him in a lion's den and I'm gonna put him in there and he'd have wished to God he'd have kept his mouth shut. What did God do? God sent the angel. He walked in that place and all those lions that were there in that den and it was Daniel himself that said, God has sent his angel. You know what? I don't have a problem with my pastor coming in my world in the middle of my den and speaking to the lion deception. Come on, man of God, you can come in my world in the middle of my den in darkness when lions are all around me and deal with a L-Y-I-N-G spirit that's in the middle of my den. I feel some of you saying, I don't need a pastor in my life. I don't need a man of God in my life. If you want to stay in your grave, then don't get an angel in your life. But if you ever want to come out, if you're tired of being on lockdown, if you're tired of being, if you're tired of having no peace and no joy, and you're tired of just going through the cycle, then you gotta make up your mind. Give me an angel that'll who shall roll the stone away. Who's gonna remove the stone out of my life? I need a man of God to come along. I mean, it's gotta have somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost. It doesn't happen on the inside, it's sealed on the outside. Somebody has to come along and break the seal and you got social media platforms that's guarding your tomb and it's saying don't come close man of God don't touch that part of my life don't access that part of my life but all God needs he can walk through 50 an angel don't care how many guards are there how many soldiers are there he can come along and say hey I'm just going to roll the stone away I'm just going to roll the stone away and when I where some of you are. Ministry has come along this week and rolled the stone away. It's rolled the stone away for you. It's come and rolled the stone away. Here's the problem. You're still in the grave. He, men of God and ministry can remove barriers out of your life. They can preach stuff off of your life. But you got to make up your mind to take a step and come out of the grave. Come on, you can have all kinds of ministry, remove barriers, and expose what the problem is, and expose what's keeping you contained. But until you're willing to say, I'm tired, I want to be out there more than I want to be in here. I want to be out there more than I want to be in here. You've got to, you've got to take a step out. I 
other side of somebody tonight. I don't care how long you've been in there. I don't care how dark it's been. A man of God's coming to remove the stone. And light, and light, and light is coming back to your world. Revelation, understanding is coming back to your life. Throw your hands in the air right now and receive from the Lord. Abraham looks at afar. He sees the angels going to there to Sodom and Gomorrah where Lot's at. Perversions surround this home. Thank God for an Abraham that just stood yet before the Lord. As literally as an act of defiance waiting on God to work something out. Let me tell you what your man of God is. He's an angel that sits to your city. And you, you, you need one. And if you don't have one, you better get one. Because if you're going to make it in the end time, you're going to have to have covering. And you're going to be chewed up and spit alive. You... This anti-authority spirit is say, I don't need nobody to tell me what to do or not to live or how to walk or how to dress or how to talk. The devil is a lie. I need an angel to come in my world and shut every lying spirit of deception that is speaking to me. God, I feel a boldness and apostolic authority in this room to tell somebody you need a man of God to roll the stone away. So you can break out. I'm preaching to a generation. It's time for you to break out. It's time for you to come out of your lockdown. It's time for you to say it's going to happen through the work of the ministry. It's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. In Mark chapter 9 and 25, we find where Jesus addressed the foul spirit of a boy that had a deaf and dumb spirit. The father wants the boy to be delivered. And Jesus speaks to that spirit and rebukes that spirit and commands to leave that boy. But what I like while well, Jesus does deliverance is he doesn't just deliver you, but he also wants to give you a future because he tells, he tells those spirits to enter no more into him again. God just doesn't want to deliver you in this conference. He don't want those spirits to get back in your life again. He don't want to just deliver you. He wants to give you a future. A future. And the voices that you believe and the voices that you listen to will determine the future that you experience. You're never going to get out of here. You're never going to get out. It's always going to have you. It's always going to control you and contain you. It's always going to make sure that you're never going to have a breakout.
middle of all that lion spirit and the same thing the grave the cave the den of lions that what Daniel was in was also sealed with the signet the stone was also placed over the opening but I got news for every sealing stone I've got news for every signet of every authoritarian I've got news for him all God needs to do is send an angel and there is no seal and there is no security that can prevent there being a grave opening or a den outbreak or a prison outbreak hey I know I know what I know when you get a man of God in your life those voices that are screaming they, they become more 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 distant they further and further and further away further you hear them they're in there saying further and further and further and all of a sudden the man of God's voice gets louder and louder and stronger and stronger and stronger what's happening it's just saying you know what I've been here too long I've been listening to the wrong voices I've been entertaining the wrong things but tonight but tonight, if I could get a man of God to come along my way, wherever my grave is, in whatever city that I'm in, in whatever state that I'm in, if I could get somebody to come along who shall roll the stone away for us. My God, clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Three days just felt like an eternity. Peter was in prison. They couldn't control him. And so they put him in containment and put him in prison. What did God do? He sent the angel. And the first thing that happened was the chains fell off of him. It just lets me know that sometimes there's some change that they're going to fall off before you ever come up out of the prison house. There are some things... When angels get involved, whatever's had you shackled, it's got to fall off. All I need is a man of God to step in my world. That's why we're not going to have dead church. That's why we're not going to have dead preaching. That's why we're not going to have dead singing. We need a move of God. We need to... We need the voices. We're not going to calm down. We're not going to get cold and calculated and collected. No, 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 no. It may not, and we don't know when it's going to happen, but we do know one thing. I want out where I am, and I'm not going to be locked down anymore. Hey, I'm not going back. Daniel didn't go back to the den. Jesus didn't go back to the tomb. Neither do you have to go back to your den and you don't have to go back to your tomb. spirit of the pig going back to a wallowing. That foul spirit unclean spirit saying I had you once, I'll get you again. Until Jesus steps on the scene and says enter no more into him again. I'm telling you that God can... God. The man of God, your life has been sent by God with authority to remove every stone and every barrier that prevented a resurrection in your life. Lift your hands and love the Lord with me right now.
Pardon the car illustration, but I think it'll help somebody. Went to my dad's a few years ago. My stepmom at the time he was living with, she had a bunch of animals. She had greenhouses and all kinds of things she grew. She, uh, she had a green thumb. Unbeknownst to me, I didn't know, but she had a marijuana problem. My dad married her. She had smoked dope for several years, five years before he ever knew she smoked weed. And I remember coming to take care of my dad's house, the house sit. And uh, I got in the house and smelled a little something. My dad was going to church at the time. He was so embarrassed. He was red-faced. Man, my stepmom, she had a bunch of cats. And uh, she was a cat lover. And if you like cats, God bless you. This is not my cup of tea. <laughs> Man, I walk in that bedroom. Those old cats be laid out. <laughs> I don't know if canines can get high. But man, they sure was acting like they was high. They were laid out. Man, my dad was so embarrassed. They had a dog. Little, little blonde-haired, kind of medium-haired, short dog. One of those dogs that's kind of fat and sassy with short legs. And old Shadow was his name. And Shadow, he could do whatever he wanted to do. He roamed the place. They had a few acres. He roamed the place, kind of did, kind of come and win as he wanted to. And old Shadow, me and my wife got ready. We was there for several days, and we decided we was going to come to Texas we was in Oklahoma. Everything's bigger and better in Texas. And uh, we get to Texas, and we didn't, we didn't realize it. <laughs> I was just appeasing the audience, Rev. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Just butchering this sermon. Help me, Holy Ghost. Yeah, let's get back. <laughs> so, oh, Shadow, we didn't realize it, but Shadow, he had snuck in our bedroom. And me and my wife, when we'd go to my dad's, we would detail clean the bedroom. We'd keep the door shut. We didn't want any cats going in ever at all. We had dust everything, clean everything. I'm allergic to them. So we made sure our bedroom was pristine. So the door was always shut. But somehow or another, Shadow had got into the bedroom where we stayed. And we left for about 36 hours. And Shadow got locked down in the bedroom for 36 hours. <laughs> we come home. <laughs> and oh, Shadow was fit to be tied. He had tore up the trim on the door. He had tore up the carpet. Nice house. He had shredded wood. He had chewed on the door. He was forevermore wanted up out of that bedroom. 
<laughs> I opened that door and you should have seen Shadow. He a little bit short-legged dog. He just ran as fast as he could. <laughs> we let him go outside and man, he was just happy from then on. But it dawned on me that if old Shadow would have just lifted his voice to let me know he was locked up in that room. If Shadow would have just given me one bark or one hint that he was tired of being locked up in that room because he went there for safety. God help me right now. He went there because he thought it was safe and he thought it was secure. But all of a sudden the safe place became a dangerous, dark, difficult place. shadow would have just lifted his voice. I'd have just come along and if I could say it this way I'd have rolled the stone away so shadow could just come up out of that room and get where shadow belongs. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost want to say to somebody, you don't belong in the tomb. You don't belong in bondage. You don't belong in incarceration. You don't belong in sin. You don't belong in addictions. You don't belong with an ungodly girlfriend or an ungodly boyfriend. You don't belong. You're in this world, but not of this world. You're just a pilgrim passing through. You've got to lift your voice and say, I don't belong here but send me a man send me a preacher that'll roll the stone away from my life you want out are you tired of it are you tired of this vicious cycle spiritual on Sunday and carnal on Monday all you got in a conference but getting back home and showing up 10 minutes to every service because you're not on the platform late never hitting the prayer room never connecting with God and in a conference like this you say my God I'm going my God I'm with it my God I want it my God I'm after it when you get back home the enemy's going to try to say get back in the tomb boy get back in the den sir get back in the den ma'am get back in your prison house what is he trying to do he's realizing I couldn't control him and now I couldn't contain him but now I got to keep on talking to him. But you got to treat him like an old nasty dog and say, get out of here. I'm where I belong. I am who I am by the grace and the mercy and the provision of Almighty God. I'm not talking about you having a preacher. I'm talking about you having a pastor, a man of God in your life spiritual apostolic authority a man that can say no when you want him to say yes well I'll agree with him until it until it uh, until I kind of I kind of think differently and I'll, I'll submit to it as long as it's the way I see it and I say yes sir when 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 I when I when I when I you know I, I agree with him but you know if I don't agree with him I'm just you know I don't know about all that no I don't want to have itching ears and I just don't want to, just a preacher to preach to me a sermon. Because every, every Sunday, there's a man of God rolling the stone. Every Wednesday, he's rolling the stone. Every, t- 
in the middle of the night, he's rolling the stone. On a Tuesday, he's rolling the stone. When, when you don't feel like it, under that heavy burden, what you need to realize is that that stone, it was down at an angle, and it was heavy. David said in Mark, it was a great stone. It was a great stone. It's not easy to move that kind of stone, but God gave the ministry. God gave apostolic fivefold ministry that can come along and say, I know it's heavy, but I'm going to move it along. I'm going to move it out of the way because if I can... Thank God that a man loves me enough to come along and say, I hear you in there. Yeah, I know. Just give give it a little time. I'm working on it. I hear hear what you're saying in there. I know you want out, but just give me a little time. I'm working on it. And through prayer and fasting and the way to ministry, the angel comes along and pushes on the, he pushes on the stone. And all of a sudden, the stone that seemed like it wouldn't budge, all of a sudden it moves and the seal begins to break. And the clay pieces that are sealing the stone in, they're starting breaking. You're worried about the guards, but the guards are no problem. The stone is the problem. And he's moving the stone and moving the stone. And the devil's saying, you ain't going to get out. And God's saying, when my ministry gets done, I'm going to pave the way. I hear the voice of John. There's a John the Baptist that's saying, prepare you the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. God's given us the minute. Thank God for the gift of ministry to the body of Christ. I've been in here too long. I can't get out. I can't see. I'm numb. I'm desensitized. The darkness has affected me and cut me deep. It has put me to a place beyond my comprehension. I don't feel like I can move. I'm stuck in a grave clothes, preacher. I've been mummified. The, cat, the napkin's about my face. It's trying to keep my mouth shut. I want to say something. There's something holding me back. There's something preventing me from letting my voice out. There's something on the inside that's preventing me from letting it out. And the man of God comes along and says, Hang on, sis. I'm with you. Hang on, sis. I'm working with you. Hang on, bubba. I'm working with you. Hang on. Hang on, mom and dad. I'm preaching to a man of God right now. You better get covering in your life. You better get a man of God in your life. You better get somebody and look in the headlights and say, Hey, I hear I hear a stone that's being rolled over your grave. So a man of God can come along and say, uh-uh, Not today, boy. Not today. I'm rolling the stone away from your grave. I'm almost done. Genesis 21. <laughs> Genesis 21. Genesis 21. Throw it up there. Let's start about verse, verse 10. Going down, going to Genesis 21, about verse 10. She said, Abraham cast out this bondwoman and her son. For the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with my son. Ebuifies, get get one of these men of God a, a mic. Somebody read for me, Pastor Jason. Will you help me out? This thing was very grievous in Abraham's sight because of his son. Verse twelve, read for me, Ref. God said to Abraham, 
Let it not be grievous in thy sight because of the lad. Yes. And because of thy bondwoman. And all that Sarah hath said unto thee, hearken unto her voice. For in Isaac shall thy seed be called. Yes, read. And also the son of the bondwoman will I make a nation because he is thy seed. Yes, read. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread. And he got bread and a bottle of water. Yeah, read. And gave it unto Hagar. <laughs> He put it on her shoulder. She carried the, the burden, the weight of the water, the bread, and gave it to Agar and the child. Read. And the child sent her and sent her away. Yes. And she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Yes. And the water was spit in the bottom. Can I say it like this? They were just locked down in the wilderness. Just wandering in the wilderness. And what happened? She cast the child under one of the shrubs. The water was all gone. Or their ability to survive and make it in the, weather, in, the, in the inclemency of the weather in the wilderness was now depleted. Read. She went and set her down over against him a good way off. Yes. As it were a bow shot. Yeah. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. Yes. And she set over against him. And she looked over to this lad that she's looking at distance. and She's realizing that her boy's going to die. And I wonder, because of the viewpoint of the mama, that the boy also thought, what's the use living? What's the use trying? I'm going to die anyways. I wonder if there was any trailing thoughts of suicide that would slip into that boy's mind. That voice of suicide tonight, we're going to curse that and roll that stone off of your yeah. life. that says your voice don't matter that voice that says you're not worth anything that voice that says you're never going to get better that voice that says there is no hope in this wilderness that voice that says there's nothing for you to drink boy there's no reason to live your daddy divorced your mama your daddy's on drugs your life is a wreck there's no use even trying that voice here tonight is going to be exposed and God through ministry is going to remove the stone of suicide off of your life. Go back, go back to that verse and, and, and she did what? She, and she, she lift up her voice. She lift up her voice and wept. You would think that that get God's attention. But this mama seeing her boy, what a need that it was. But I contend you tonight that God is not moved by your needs. Needs don't move God. But the next verse. God heard the voice of the lad. It was the mama that lifted up her voice. It was the mama that wept. But the Bible says that God heard the voice of the lad. Why? Because God always hears the voice of the thirsty over the voice of a need of an issue, of a struggle, of a dilemma. But notice what happened, Pastor Jason. What happened when God heard the voice of the lad? And the angel of God called to him. And the what? The angel of God. He came with the word. My God. See, if you'll get thirsty enough, if you'll lift up your voice and thirst here tonight, there will be impartation in this house. But you've got to make up your mind. I'm going to let my voice out and the cry of the thirst. 
the angel of God came. Notice what happened. The angel came. What else happened? Called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not. That angel's got a word for you. Quit fearing. The spirit of fear has got to get loosed off of you. My God, you can be an apostle. You can be a prophet. You can be a teacher. You can be a preacher. You can be a pastor. You can be... What are you scared of? If you're thirsty, he'll send ministry to you. What are you scared of? Fear not, saith the Lord. Fear not, saith the Lord. I have called you to a high calling. I have put in you gifts and anointing. I have put in you purpose and a commission. Fear not, for I am with you. I am on your side. I am in your corner. I am calling you to a high calling. Or what happened, Pastor Jason? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. Where he is? In the wilderness with his mama watching him thinking he's going to die. Hallelujah. And God hears the voice of the lad where he is. Well, he can't hear me. I'm in a den. And God heard the voice of the lad where he is. Well, I've been in here too long. You don't understand my situation. I don't need to understand your situation. Are you thirsty? Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. That word filled is satisfied. I don't care where you are. I don't care what place you're in. I don't care how small your church is, how big your church is, how amazing. I don't care how insignificant you think you are. If nobody knows your angel, it don't matter if anybody knows him. Do you know your angel that can roll the stone away so you can come up out of your grave? You can come up out of your lockdown. Arise, lift up the lad. Next verse. Arise, lift up the lad yes. and hold him in thine hand. Yes, read. And I will make him a great nation. Yes. And God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. When there's the voice of the thirsty, God will send an angel and revelation will come and eyes will be opened and people will see things they never thought they could see. You give me somebody that's thirsty, it'll unlock the supernatural. Angels will show up. Revelation will show up. And she saw the well of water. And she went and filled that bottle that was refillable. Let me pause and tell someone here tonight. Uh, it may have been three months that you talked in tongues. Uh, it may have been six weeks. Uh, or you may have never had the Holy Ghost. Uh, but you're like a refillable bottle. When revelation comes, uh, and if you're thirsty, God will fill that bottle up. Uh, and you can have something to drink. Stand all over the house. Pastor Darren, come here. Pastor Darren, something very apostolic is going to happen to you tonight. There's going to be impartation to you. It's going to happen to you. It's going to have men of God tonight. We're going to pull it down. It's going to happen to you, and it's going to go out to this body. I seen it days ago. Pastor Jason seen it days ago. Brother, Brother Caleb Herring just confirmed it. God's going to bring things to this area and to this city and to this church. There's stuff that has not been here that God's going to impart and put here. Why do you know that? 
because the stone has been moving all week. The stone, I stay behind there. Let's just move with it. The stone has been moving all week. It's been here a little. It's been there a little. The burden of apostolic ministry is removing the stone and it's moving it out of the way. Can I tell you, young people, this conference is not just about you, my God. When I drove, when I was coming to this meeting and I drove across the Red River, as soon as I drove over, the Holy Ghost fell in the car and the authority of God come in this room. I'm telling you tonight that God has set the stage for people to come. We're not going to be church as usual. That's locked down. We're not going to be, we're not going to be average Pentecostals. That's locked down. But we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, are going to be apostolic we are going to have the gifts of the spirit we are going to have apostolic ministry I want everybody in this room to raise your hands. I want everybody in this room that can move the chairs out of the way. I need ushers to help me individually get the chairs back. I don't want no musicians up here. I want the musicians. I want you in the altar right now. I want people. I want I want media guys that belong to this church. I want sound techs. I want every local saint of God that's in this church. I want you to come to the front of this altar right now. Everyone that will listen, if you don't want this, don't you dare come. If you're not thirsty, stay in your pew. If you're physically unable, I, I respect that. Stay where you are. It'll get on you too. But I'm reaching for somebody right now that is desperate you are hungry you are in a wilderness you've been on lockdown you had not felt God in six months your life's a wreck you're fighting hell you need a healing you need God to deliver you need God to set free but if you'll begin in this house to begin to hunger and thirst to open your spirit up create a vacuum in the Holy Ghost you've got to create a vacuum in the Holy Ghost I want everybody in this room to raise your hands up high. I want you to reach in the Holy Ghost. True church, receive of the Lord.
receive of the Lord. It's not a show up here. It's going to come to you, but just hang on. Throw your hands up in the air. Throw your hands in the air. that's in the altar right now. Every pastor, every man of God, every evangelist, throw your hands in the air. I want ministry and ministry wives. Throw your hands in the air right now. Come on. Reach in the Holy Ghost. Pull it in. Pull it in. impartation in this room right now. to come to you right now. Come on, do you want it?
I want you to throw your hands in the air. It's coming to you right now. Lord Jesus, upon the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus, such as I have, give I thee now. Receive it, I say to you, now. Would you shout to God? in ministry obey the Holy Ghost right now pray for everybody that you want to everyone that you feel it obey the Holy Ghost right now God, I want it. God, I want it. God, I want it. I don't want to be average. I don't want to be average. I want to be apostolic. If you are a pastor, a preacher, you call your, your man of God recognizes you as a preacher. I want you to come join us on the platform right now. Men of God are going to lay hands on you. Impartation is going to happen for your city, for your home, for your wife. Receive in the name of the Lord. That's it. I want you to move quickly. Do not wait. Do not tarry, but move in the spirit. your hands and begin to worship God. If you're thirsty, it'll be a prophetic pull. Men will come to you. They will minister on the Holy Ghost to you.
alone. I'm never going to be the same again. I'm never going to be the same again. I will not go back. 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 to move the stone. Come on, Brother Caleb, come on. We need some of that just to move the stone. We need some of that just to move the stone. Come on, Jordan, let's move the stone. Come on, young men, let's move the stone. Come on, young pastors, let's move the stone. Let's remove the stone. preacher's wives, throw your hands in the air. There's virtue. There's virtue in this room. I know Sister Ginger's not here, but when she listens to this tape or audio, we're going to pray she receives to the Lord. Every preacher's wife, I pray with you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I curse depression. I curse anxiety. I curse stress. I pray the peace of the Lord and the joy of the Lord be your strength right now. I pray the favor of God be upon your mind and upon your ministry and upon your home I speak it now I believe it now receive strength receive peace let virtue come into your soul let virtue come into your mind right now
on, there's an authority coming to this room right now. There's warfare prayer that's coming to some of you right now. I want some prayer warriors right now to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with authority. Come on, Calvary, I want you to help Brother Burns pray right now. I want you to war in the Spirit right now. Come on, war in the Holy Ghost right now. Go, go, come on, go, go, reach, dig, serve notice. Let the devil know we're pushing back darkness. We're pushing back darkness. We're pushing back darkness. Come on, don't back up now. Come on, let something get on you. An old anointing right now. An old anointing right now. in Jesus name come on don't be satisfied where you are I need somebody to go a little further right now come on James come on John go a little further go in there in that oil press go a little further in the Holy Ghost go a little further in the Holy Ghost you to do what you've been sent to do. I loose you in this house to obey the Holy Ghost. I loose you to walk in the Spirit. Do not walk in fear, but walk in confidence and faith. Let a boldness get on you tonight. Let authority be exercised in your life. 